Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Tuesday morning. Hope all is well and everybody's out of bed and ready to hit the ground running. You're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and all excited to start your brand new day of sitting on the couch and uh, binge-watching on Netflix. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure that is for true for a few people, but uh, uh, a lot of people are still having to get up and go to work to the daily grind. And for you, I hope that you have a good day today and uh, well I hope everybody has a good day but uh, particularly our health care workers we make sure we're we're praying for them during this difficult time and those living alone you know we um if you're married and got kids you might not really think about those who live by themselves and quarantined and that can uh loneliness can be dangerous and uh, can make you do some stupid things sometimes so really be praying for those individuals who might not have anybody and they're stuck at home alone all day and uh it it, it will get to you uh, uh mentally and emotionally so uh be sure that we're, we're praying for these individuals and uh, they'll get through this uh of course this is this uh restrictions have been extended to at least uh, the end of the month anyway so we'll see what happens beyond that uh, what we are able to do or can't do so uh, we'll uh, just roll with the punches and do what we got to do so but anyway hope everybody's done had had a good day or had a good day having or having a good morning i'll get out here in a second and uh so let's go ahead and dive into god's word we're going to look at second corinthians chapter 5 verses 20 and 21 so if you have your bibles handy be sure to look those up and i'll post them up here so that you can read along now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. All right, so bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, Learning these verses here, you know, one thing that uh, really stands out in this verse is, is we are an ambassador for Christ. Now, I went over this here uh, not too long ago about what it meant to be uh, an ambassador. You're a representative uh, of another country, uh, obviously a United States representative in China. Might as well throw that out there since we're dealing with all this. Uh, he's representing uh, the United States and the authority that comes with it. Well, as Christians, we are ambassadors for Christ Jesus. And uh, we have to uh, be able to go out as representatives of Christ uh, to go out and give uh, a defense, uh, to be able to logically and, uh, uh, so what I'm getting out here, um, well, be able to, do, to defend what God's word is saying. I, there was another word I was wanting to say, but mine just went blank. I'm kind of still half asleep this morning. So, but we have to be able to, to give that defense. Now, when you think about giving a defense, we look at apologetics. Uh, the word for, uh, for that apology means give defense. And there's a lot of people, when it comes to God's word, that may um, have a um, moral dilemma of a uh, of where intellectual and existential thinking seems to cross paths and they're forced to take a look at uh, their selves and in their beliefs and um you know for a lot of people i you know i've been like i've, I've told some people uh, where i might have said this here on telling i've been doing facebook for a lot of years when i was doing youth when i was a youth pastor uh, good morning tony when i was a youth pastor uh that's where i first found out about facebook of course then it wouldn't at the level of popularity it is now 
but immediately I saw the ability to minister to witness, and that's that's one reason why my uh, uh, my doctoral thesis was on uh, online ministry. But um, but I have before you know used to with Facebook, you could talk to everybody and anybody. It, there weren't as many restrictions uh, on it as there is today. You know, right now, you know, it's kind of hard pressed unless somebody just comments on your friends. Uh, whatever or you know it's kind of hard depending on how you've got your um, settings your privacy settings set sometimes it's hard to see maybe if somebody who's outside your group what they're saying but at that time uh of course it was opened up i talked to people from all over the world i'll be glad with you I've, I've talked to people from brazil to uh, uh down in florida <laughs> that country florida <laughs> that state of florida uh gosh i don't know yugoslavia um I've tried to think of some of the other places, um, I don't know. But anyway, the point is, the reason why I was uh, talked to all these individuals is because even at that time, you know, like today, I, I post these daily devotions, I post scripture, post these things to encourage and help people in their spiritual walk. Well, at that time, you know, where I was able to, to communicate, talk to people, I was, I came across a lot of atheists, a lot of agnostics uh, who did not believe, or if they did believe, they just believed in a higher power. They didn't really, they believed that there was a creator of some kind, maybe, but they don't believe that there's an actual God. And uh, so it proved to be uh, uh, very educational for me uh, because being in our own little bubble here in the Bible Belt, uh, we take for granted that most people have a general understanding of who God is. Uh, the Bible is real. The Bible is true. Uh, we take it for face value. And uh, and then when you come across somebody who has never, ever been to church, has never had anything to do with church, it's kind of like, you know, it kind of, it almost kind of takes you back a little bit because, you know, I, you know, for me in particular, because I grew up in a Christian home, I went to Christian schools. And so, I, you know, my norm was abnormal to a lot of people. Of course, I'm abnormal anyway. You can tell by looking at me. But um, so it was uh, kind of shocking, uh, to say the least, when people would, uh, and you still see it today, trying to tear the Bible down, trying to say it's a book of fantasies, uh, saying that uh, there isn't a real God, that uh, they, there's a professor out uh, west, I can't remember his name now, but anyway, he, this is how this got started, saying that God is no different than the, the great spaghetti monster. In other words, he can make up a, a, um, a God of his own, and uh, it's no different than believing in the, the great spaghetti monster as it is uh, believing in God's word. And as I said, again, that's where those that intellectual and existential uh, thinking has to cross paths because people won't have to determine one way or another, do I really believe that God exists? Do I believe in uh, Jesus' atoning, saving work on the cross, or do I not? And uh, you know, it was very interesting uh, reading this this morning. Uh, you know, I was reading about the rich man Lazarus and how Lazarus was poor and, and ate the scraps off the king's table and the dogs would lick his sores and and when he died he was in heaven but when the rich man died he was in hell and looking up see i think that's one aspect of hell people don't think about you know of course there'll be burning and torment and screaming but um, i think they could be able to see the things of heaven imagine that not only are you in the depths of hell be able to see the good things people in heaven can't see into hell because that you know you wouldn't want to see that pain we'll be perfected at that point and we don't you know we wouldn't want that pain and sorrow to see that 
but uh, but he said, go, uh, go, please, Father Abraham, go and and uh, uh, and tell my brothers, and, and and if you reveal yourself from the dead, they will believe. And he said, if they don't believe the things of Moses, don't believe the things that are that are written in God's word, me uh, showing myself from raising from the dead to show them, they're still not going to believe. And that is the truth. There is people out there. It doesn't matter if somebody rose from the dead. It doesn't matter if Jesus Christ physically appeared every time I snap my fingers, they would still not believe. Now, as Christians, we still have to be able to give a strong defense, all right, and because that's what we as Christians have to do. We have to do it in love. Good morning, Ginger. We have to do that in love, uh, but we have to be able to give that defense, whether it's a cosmological, the teleological, there is a classical uh, apologetics, there is the, um, um, oh, goodness, what is the name of mine? It's went blank on me. It starts with a P. Um, um, Another version of apologetics. My mind just went blank. It was right there, and my mind just went blank. Uh, um, oh my gosh! Anyway, uh, what that deals with is more uh, the, the the one that my mind just went blank on uh, is one dealing with the preconceived notions uh, and things of that nature when it comes to the things of the Word of God and and uh, that kind of thinking. We have classical. Uh, it's more uh, talking about intelligent design in regards to uh, the cosmological, the, the teleological, the moral argument. These things that we can use to give that strong defense. Now, I know I'm throwing out some big words here that, uh, that you know, you're like, well, what is, what is he talking about? In other words, what we're talking about here is proving that God is, is that the, with, there is a creator and proving that God is a creator, that through intelligent design we can see uh, that there, ha there can only be one God to do these things. There aren't many gods, not polytheistic, but monotheistic believing that uh, we uh, believe in one true God. And that, uh, and that goes back to the moral argument because people try to say, well, you know, uh, well, if there's a God, then why does this happen? Or why does that happen? What does these bad things do? Well, you know, what are you basing that on? How do you know what is good and what is evil? If there has to, there has to be, you know, everybody has a sense of, of morality, that moral law, which our Constitution is based on, that is general belief that uh, uh, murder is bad, stealing is bad, uh, lying is bad, you know, extramarital affairs is bad. What are we basing that on? We're basing that on a moral law. If there's a moral law, there has to be a moral law giver, and that can only be God. There can only be one true God. And I think that that's, is something that... Um, that truth is not relative. See, we see in today's society that truth is relative. Is whatever it is that you want something to believe. You know, uh, the these uh, uh, there's people out there who are mentally and emotionally and spiritually sick in need of help, and uh, they uh, uh, to them whether your gender is uh, you're confused in that area. It's you know, it's, today's society is truth is relative. It's whatever you want to believe. If I want to believe, I'm a six foot uh, Chinese woman, then uh, who is to question it because that is my, oh, it's, it's just insanity. Obviously, I'm not, and uh, hopefully it's obvious, but uh, uh, that, you know, uh, that truth is true, that God's word is true. We have to be careful about circular uh, reasoning. We have to be careful about straw man argument. We have to be careful about red herrings. We have to be careful about these kind of things that people will use, and we will use in defense of God's word. And so we have to be very careful about these things. We, that we have a true and clear understanding. Can you, ask yourself, can you give a strong defense if, if, if you were confronted, and not times a ten, you may run into that situation. Can you defend God's word? And that's what this is talking about this morning. Is we have to be able to give that strong defense 
showing that, you know, we, I don't think that we can ever beyond a shadow of a doubt prove that God is real uh, because uh, I think that we have to come to God with a certain amount of faith. Uh, there's no argument that Jesus is real, was real, was walking this earth at one point in time. History, secular history records that. So anybody to say that Jesus isn't real is, is a buffoon. Uh, he's more than just a, a simple prophet. Uh, he, he said himself that he was the Savior. Uh, we see this time and again that Jesus Christ uh, is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He admitted it. He said it was so. And so we can use that as a basis to be able to tell others about his love, his atoning work, his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. We can explain to them these things. That it doesn't matter what religion you're in. It doesn't matter what uh, culture you're in. The only way to Jesus Christ is through God alone. The, no man comes to the Father except through him. The only way is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior into your heart and, and confessing of your sins and accepting that and understanding what Jesus Christ done on that cross is the only way you're getting into heaven. That's the only way. I don't care. You know, people say, well, you're telling me, Matt, that God is the only way and all these good people are going to hell. Yeah, you know, I, that's the reality of it. I mean, you may not like it, but the sad thing is, there are going to be a lot of good people in hell who have never given their hearts to Jesus Christ. The uh, the Barna group has, has uh, done studies that three-fourths of any church congregation are not saved. People think if they go to church, they do good things, they, they are benevolent, they're, they feed the hungry, help the poor, uh, you know, the Sarah McLaughlin commercials come on about dogs, and you're supporting that, and, you, and they think, well, I'm a good person, there's no way God wouldn't let me in, unless you have confessed your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, is the only way you're getting into heaven, and you, you can like it, love it, or lump it, as my dad always says, and so... Uh, that, that's what we have to understand, that God is real. He did create this universe. It, it, in the sense of uh, the Big Bang Theory is uh, God said bang, and there it was. You know, that's the only Big Bang Theory you can look at. And um, people think, think about theistic uh, uh, evolution, that God just set things in motion and then it evolved from there, which is not true. Uh, we look at the law of thermodynamics, that uh, things wind down not wind up and the fact that something would just start evolving is erroneous see uh people want to preach and you can see uh even on like national geographic commercials i saw that uh, just here recently that they're like, trying to make uh evolution come across as fact and it is nothing more than a theory a bird has always been a bird a lizard has always been a lizard now there are are uh minuscule uh things that we can look at that have evolved, but it didn't change what they were, all right? It's, it's still, you know, these animals are still being what they are. Now, they may evolve in a minute way in regards to maybe how a bird's beak evolved in a way to crack open some nuts, but it was still a bird. It didn't go from a bird to a lizard or a bird to a monkey. I mean, it, it just, you know, so that, that's just erroneous. So when we look at intelligent design, we know that just the intricacies of our bodies, the very the structure of our cells design, uh, how our minds are far greater than the greatest computer out there, uh, the, the very intricacy of every aspect of this world, it screams for intelligent design. So that alone should be able to, to help you uh, in your defense and apologetics. See, that's one thing we got to start uh, learning more is how to give that defense, particularly the younger people. They, they question uh, everything, and we want to be able to, in particular, be able to give that defense, be able to give a, a logical, intellectual uh, uh, conversation in order for them to understand who God the Father is, how he's always been there, he's always existed. It's hard for our little finite minds to understand that and how he sent his only son uh, to save us. 
that we can be able to defend that. So that's, a, I guess, my question for you today. Can you defend that? You know, there's uh, stories I've read of individuals who uh, who questioned and and tor was tormented as that there has to be more to this life, that there has to be more to uh, what we're doing, and, and there's a void, and uh, you know, and trying to fill that void, that they've tried to attempted suicide, and somebody may bring them a Bible. See, this is this is truth. And so maybe we bring them a Bible. There have been people who have been in hotel rooms thinking about killing themselves, been in hotel rooms and reading God's Word. And all of a sudden, God would reveal to them, illuminate in their minds uh, His truth and who He is and revealed Himself. And then their, their, their lives were more fulfilled than they ever thought. They found the meaning. They found what could fill that void in their heart. And that's what I'm telling you today. If you've got a void in your heart, all the amount of shopping on Amazon is not going to fill it. Eating all the donuts in the world, although how good it is, it's not going to, it's going to fill that void. And you cannot fill void in other people. The only void that can be filled in our hearts is through Christ alone. So my fellow brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus, let us be those ambassadors of Christ Jesus. Let us use that apologetics. Again, apology, meaning defense, be able to defend God's word. It's not easy. I've talked to atheists who know the Bible better than most Christians. That's that's the strangest thing in the world to me. Uh, these non-believers who know the Bible up, up one side, down another. But again, the God of this world has blinded them until the Holy Spirit touches them and opens their eyes. Okay? There's nothing, uh, you know, all we can do is try to, all these atheists, they like to pull you in, make you think, oh, I'm getting, making some headway, and then they'll turn it right around on you in a heartbeat. And they like to make you mad. They, people love to do you to lose your cool so they can say, oh, look at those Christians. Look at how they're acting. So be careful how you respond. I've had to learn the hard way when it comes to social media and responding to individuals, allowing others to push my buttons. I've, I've used circular reasoning because I did not at the time have, the, I still don't have all the knowledge. I still don't, you know, have, you know, uh, I try hard and I study hard and there's still things I have to go back and study when people ask me a question. It ain't like I just know it all, but I feel like I've come a little bit further uh, in being able to defend uh, God's word. And uh, and it's so easy to get in that circular reasoning of saying, well, why is that true? Because God's word said it true. Well, why is God? Why does? Why how do, well, how do we know that that's true? Because that's what it said. You see what I'm saying? You're just going around a circle. You're not explaining as to why it's true. You're not explaining what God's word, how it come about, and how we can understand who God is, how we can understand who Jesus is. That's why we have to constantly, as God's word says, to study to show ourselves approved. And and so be sure that you're you know only spending time in Word and that you're you're really trying to to understand uh, that you're reading books that you're trying to understand that uh, you can explain to somebody who God is and who Jesus is and what He has done for your life and His grace His mercy and His forgiveness His atoning work if you can do those things then uh, you can do. Uh, be a great warrior, a great ambassador uh, for Christ Jesus. So uh, uh, be careful. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, heretical teachings and books out there. There's a lot of uh, uh, erroneous things on the Internet. I know it's hard to believe <laughs> that there's things on the Internet that uh, will lead you astray. So you need to really pray for discernment. Make sure that you are uh, uh, looking up the, in the uh, proper areas to educate yourself uh, to be able to give that defense. So we can, when a Mormon approaches you, we know how to defend that. When a Jehovah's Witness comes, we know how to defend it. When a, when a Muslim comes, we can give a defense. Whatever it may be, uh, or an atheist or an agnostic, we can give that solid defense. That's why we have to constantly be studying. So I hope you'll ponder on these words today in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 20 through 21. Read those, study it, understand it, and be able to give that strong defense when you're confronted. Let's have a word of prayer.
Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Lord, thank you for this day and your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to always be able to be good ambassadors, uh, Lord, that when we represent uh, you, we represent the kingdom of God, that we teach with love and understanding, uh, that we will to give that defense and to serve you well. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, watch over protect us today. Be with all those who are sick and, and uh, dealing with flu-like symptoms or if they're being diagnosed with COVID, that you would give them peace and healing. Pray that you be with my little sister, Vicki, that you bring healing upon her, my grandmothers, that keep them safe. I pray that you be with Kim Penix and Linda Feathers and Ginger Hood, and I pray that you will bring healing upon them. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Murph, uh, and uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Paige McNeese and uh, her new baby. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, our doctors, our nurses, our police officers, our first responders, our military, that you'll keep them safe and well and let them know they're loved, needed, and appreciated. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with our president and give him protection about him and his family, wisdom and discernment with these in these difficult times. And Lord, I know that we're in the last days, and I pray, Lord, that we'll be able to touch hearts and minds and that they'll come to know you before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning. Don't forget, uh, of course, tomorrow night we'll be doing our, our live uh, online uh, service uh, from Fountain Life Bible Church tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, our Wednesday service, online only. Now, this Sunday uh, from 11 to 12, uh, we will be uh, doing this like we did on Easter. You can come to the church for drive-in service uh, and, and tune in to 98.5 WTFM. And uh, so you can watch, uh, listen live on the radio and or you can still watch uh, on our uh, website and uh, uh, Facebook. You can watch live as well uh, the service this Sunday. So I hope that you all will join in on this. Uh, good morning, Scott. So if you um, uh, have friends or family they might like to watch these devotions each day, they can add me in, uh, on uh, Facebook at Dr. Young 77 If your friends or family don't do Facebook, they can find me on uh, YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. They can watch the daily devotions just as you're seeing them here. And or uh, you can always go to the Dr. Young Chronicles free Apple podcast. Don't cost you a thing. Audio only, no video, but you can listen to the sermons, uh, listen to daily devotions, and you can uh, uh, listen to Brandy and I's podcast that we do each Saturday at 6 o'clock. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. <music>